Good morning, Hockey Town. We're talking about a team that's won five in a row. And the biggest reason in your mind that things are different now. John, you gave me a lot of grief a year ago when I got excited about this hockey team. And (laughs) almost a year ago to the day, I went back to Little Caesars Arena for a team that wasn't fighting to get in the playoffs, but for a team that's cementing their place. And I tagged you in the photo and I had a good time. A guy in our row, first Red Wing game ever. Another guy had taken a kid, couldn't be two, three years old. Didn't make it the whole way. He didn't need to. Game was over in the first period. And more people, just the congestion in the concourse, first level, second level, people that are wearing jerseys, some throwing it all the way back, some with brand new stuff. But it's, it's bringing everybody together the way that the football stuff did, the way that the Lions brought this city together. The Red Wings are tapping right back into it. Well, and I gave you a hard time last year because it was a, the first time in a long time where they were a playoff team. And we we had been waiting, waiting and waiting for to, to be able to say if the season ended today, they'd be in the playoffs. Well, we hadn't we didn't have to wait for that this year. It's been part of the conversation. Now the question is when do they lock up that playoff spot? Who do because, you want in the first round, right, baby? Yeah, yeah, that's that's the conversations we're starting to have because <laughs> on even on on Friday when you, we're all you know ready to break out the the window flags. Yep, it is. They were right in the middle of a six behind Toronto for that number three spot, getting out of the wild card. Now they're in the first wild card spot, but they're eight above and four back. Like they are. They're they're closing the gap on Toronto and they're widening the gap on the cut line. You realize the car flags on Amazon are sold out right now. Oh well, there are other websites and other ways to get some. I got some on the way because I no longer have mine. But we you are, have some on the way. You order more than one. Yeah, of course. Are, are you going to have? Are you? Well, you got to put one on each side. <laughs> John, I'm making a statement. I'm not. I'm not putting a toe You're going in the water. With the, the dual flags. You're going with the dually. Maybe I go four. Mm-hmm. Get the back windows involved, too. Well, that's what I was thought you were talking about, the back windows, because, I mean, at some point you want to be able to put the front windows down, right? The weather's beautiful. Fair enough. 248-539-9797. By the way, congrats to Giancarlo from Macomb. He won the Bill Burr tickets, giving those away. He's going to Little Caesars Arena March 10th. Tickets on sale, Ticketmaster.com or LiveNation.com. He heard Patrick Kane's overtime goal from yesterday. He wins the tickets courtesy of Live Nation. Carl in Southfield. You're on 97.1. Good morning, fellas. Uh, epic night last night. Watched uh, the uh, Chelio speech in the banner. Watched the uh, honoring of Kane. And then the storybook finish. Um, I mean, it, it, in a way, it was like a really uh, original six classic. Um, the, and it's special. Um, it did crack me up a lot during Chelios' speech, um, how he kind of, you know, turned his back on the wings and then got the crowd riled up to, you know, sort of chant, do that famous chant that they do that's so classless of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, like, you were here for 12 years, buddy. You, uh, you brought your whole family, your business, and you're telling me you won two Stanley Cups and you were a Blackhawk the whole time. But I just... After a half century of this, I've never understood, like, the Blackhawks fan base, uh, hatred for Detroit. I don't feel it's reciprocal. I've always felt like, in a small way, they've had an inferiority complex. (laughs) And I don't know why, because they've 
that city's got everything going on and we we're 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 very honest about who we are here um uh so you know it's taken me 10 years to get over the 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 three cups in five years thing uh it's i love having Kane with the wings um and i think that just gave them that extra spark back to your uh why are they doing so well uh they got four lines uh it's not because of their defense uh there's a lot of improvement needed on the defensive side but those four lines i'm going to say that they're uh stevie's following kind of a second rate template of the vegas knights template for success which if that makes sense. Well, and 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 Vegas, and, they won the cup last year, and the guy who won the con Smythe was a player who's like five seven, five eight, five nine, Jonathan Marstiso. And people said, "Well, Debrinket's yeah. too small." I'll tell you this: he doesn't look too small with the way he's playing right now. No. You're right. There are some similarities to the way that Vegas won last year, or even even on a smaller scale, the Seattle Kraken last year. We're a team that was. Thank you. We're a team that was feisty. And and they upset somebody in the first round last year. They took out the Avs as a wild card. Seattle did it without like a quote star, but with four lines that could score. They're going to be a problem for somebody in the playoffs. They're they're a problem because they're deep. They got they got the opportunity to score from anywhere on the ice at any point in the game. It doesn't matter the line, and that's what makes them dangerous. And then you put on top of that a guy that's playing really good in the net, in in Alex Lyon, and all of a sudden you're you're looking at going hey. Nobody going into the Stanley Cup playoffs is going to pick the Red Wings to be Stanley Cup champs. But they're one of those teams that you don't want to play in the first round. You might not even want to play in the second round because they can step up and win. And we heard it from Patrick Kane. In a seven-game series, they feel like they can beat anyone. I don't think he's wrong because, again, you roll four lines. Let's say someone cools off. Someone else steps up. They've yeah. come back in the third period more than anybody in hockey. And I know part of this is, well, do you want to be coming back in the third period? No, ideally you don't. No, but you want to win. But you want to win. And in January, since January, I should say, their record is 15-4-2. Scorching 15-4-2. That's quick math. 21 hockey games. 17 of them they've held the opponent to three or fewer goals. That is the type of hockey where you take four of seven Mm -hmm. and you move on when you bring that nine in and night out or for the majority 17 of the 21 games jim in wolverine lake you want to shout out somebody hey good morning yeah um really quick jim uh i hear rumor has it that rico has a flag he's not using so you might want to talk to him about that uh maybe you get from him thank thank Uh, you jim (laughs) listen uh the thing that the guy said earlier this is a team um but as we've seen you know in the last 30 years if you can score all the goals and you play the best defense but if your goalie is letting stuff in, um, you, you know, you're not going to win. You need a hot goalie in the playoffs. And the way Lions is playing, I give him the nod. And he's, that's, you know, the, you're talking about the 2-1 games we won here the last two out of three maybe. Um, or 3-2 over three, time. 3-2 two and 2-1, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you don't do that without the goalie. He made a breakaway save. Uh, was that so many Red Wings game I watched the last three? I can't remember if it was yesterday or Thursday. You know, he, he, he win, he, he, if they score, that game's over. So I might not have him, even though it's a great thing to talk about because across the board, you can name almost seven, eight different things that are, oh, this is the reason, you know. That's what makes it a good conversation. And and Lyon yeah. had the one on Thursday, and it was in OT. Reimer okay, actually yeah. had one on Bedard yesterday. I think it was still in regulation, but Bedard had a chance to ice the game, and he fanned on it. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's yep. Lyon has been no doubt a big reason why. Because their defense at the end of December, 
was atrocious. Yeah. Atro- like an abomination. And yet here they are, very much in the playoff, not race, in the playoff picture. And, and now you start talking about, are they, are they going to pick up even more ground here? They're going to play teams who aren't in the playoffs the majority of the way. This week, it's a chance to put your foot on the gas with the Capitals and the Islanders. 248-539-9797. Get people's thoughts on the biggest reason that this team has turned a corner. Kane, your answer, Debrinkit, my answer. The combination yeah. has put this team into a different stratosphere. I, the reason I say Kane, or the reason I say Debrinkit, he picked Detroit before it was cool, before they were in the playoffs, before they had this kind of offensive firepower. He joined and made it cool for Patrick Kane to be here. He made it possible to bump other guys down the lineup. To me, it's Debrinkit. Yeah, I mean, and the other, so the easy answer for me was Kane, uh, which, you know, I think is is, is is a legit answer. Yeah, the other I'm not going to give you flack for it. Is like Steve Eiserman. Can you imagine sitting there with Debrinkit and painting the picture of what has transpired? Like trying to sell, we're a team that hasn't been in the playoffs, mm-hmm. trying to sell an, an all-star on coming to the Red Wings as one of the final pieces. You come here, now all of a sudden, hey, I, and I don't know if this was a part of the conversation at, at that time or not, but you got to believe at least it was something that was talked about. You come here, we get this thing rolling, and then when Patrick came, is willing to make his decision, I'm, I'm telling you, I can convince him to come here as well. Texture says, buckle up, boys. Patty Kane's going to carry the cup again. And if not this year, write it down. Pat in Monroe. Yeah, get that extension done. Feels like it benefits both sides. He loves being here. Another one, they figured out who so stinks and Lions, the best option in goal for both goaltending and the defense's confidence. That's the biggest reason the wings are where they are. Depth gets a vote on the ticket text. Four lines contribute. Kane and Cat being elite and Larkin playing a complete game like Steve did. Another one says the whole first period on Saturday looked like it was a five on three complete domination rock on wings and some notes on Patrick Kane. When we signed Kane, we hoped that he'd be healthy and contribute. He's exceeding that play. More importantly, when you add that at the top transit property strengthens your second, your third, your fourth line, everybody gets a little better. Newsy deserves credit for keeping the lines fresh and working the right combos. Red Wing fans, 248-539-9797. Want to know your thoughts on our hockey team here as the energy changes as the team chases the playoffs and more it's 97.1 hey get green stay green and save green when you prepay with natural way lawn and tree service the weather is getting nice we're all excited about it spring is i don't know that it's officially sprung yet but it is right around the corner and you've got to prepare now you got to prepare because you want to take care of that crabgrass before it crops up despite the snow and cold you need to think about it and once you see it it's too late to fix it. I said get green, stay green, save green with when you prepay. Call by the end of the month for the early bird discount. Purchase a full lawn program and get free grub control. But you got to mention my name, John Jansen, and 97 won the ticket. They use fewer chemicals. They're environmentally sound. Each lawn is assigned its own specialist. You get certified applicators and arborists to custom tailor a solution specifically for your yard and your home. And it's been locally owned company for over three decades. Give them a call now. That number again, 888-GET-GREEN or on the web at naturalwaylawn.com. Natural Way Lawn and Tree Service, get green, stay green with Natural Way. I'll say, weird to be on the other side. You win three Stanley Cups, you come back, they celebrate, and you get the last laugh, victory lap. Patrick Kane from Valley Sports. 
We have Lions General Manager Brad Holmes joining us at 8.33 this morning. Want to get a couple extra minutes with the Lions GM? We've got that coming up bottom of the hour. Yeah, excited to see what uh, – I mean, he's got to be down in Indianapolis. That combine starts up today, Yep. offseason. Uh, first step of the offseason fires up this week. That's right. Get his thoughts. But first, Dave in Brownstown. Dave, what's up? You're on 97.1. Hey, guys. Thanks for uh, taking the call. Long-time listener, uh, first-time caller, and I got very excited, right? We're talking Red Wing hockey, finally. Long-time mm-hmm. fan. About a dozen games or so the last three years going down, taking my teenage daughter, turned her into a big hockey fan. Uh, great time. The vibe's different. Uh, uh, great, great experience. But uh, one of your callers, about two callers back, talked about Chelios and his speech. Yeah. Uh, a lot of shade and throwing everything at Detroit. He did kind of redeem himself. I was yelling at my TV, probably like that guy was. Uh, you know, he won cups here, 10-year run. Uh, the pregame show with Valley Sports. He sat down with Mickey Redmond, mm-hmm. was very humble, uh, very thankful to the Illich family, to Detroit. Uh, mentioned a couple of the other teammates. I don't know if you guys have access to that or pull that up, but Chelios was uh, kind of redeemed himself there a little bit. And one other point, I'll let you guys go. Uh, Jansen, similar to the NFL, about being scripted, there's rumors on social media this morning that last night in the NHL was scripted because of Kane. <laughs> huh. So. Appreciate, appreciate the time. Go Wings. And, uh, man, let's ride. This is a good time. Yeah, it Thanks, is. Guys. <laughs> so we're going to start that conversation now that the NHL is scripted too. They want a certain outcome. Well, if they were scripting it, they couldn't do any better than last night. Certain players, certain outcomes. Uh, come on. But it was great because the, the Blackhawks got a three-on-two. Like Kane got kind of uh, trapped along the boards. And I'm going, where's Kane? Where's Kane? Where's Kane? They're going to give up an odd man rush. Where is he? He finally comes into the screen at the last second as the shot gets put on net. But you know because they don't score and they get the puck, you're going quick the other way. You know he's going to be the tip of the spear. He's going to be the front of the the, the, the rush. They got it to him at center ice. There's no doubt he was scoring that goal, right? When, when you see 88 with the puck, he's so great in the shootout. He's so great. And he was calm. Everybody else would freak out. He's He's calm. Of course yeah, he's well, going to deliver it. Yeah, I mean, he's calm because he's done it how many times before? Yep. And and he's got the confidence he's going to not only do it this time, he's going to do it again in the future. And that's what gives and, – and you talk about, like, the biggest reason. That's why I keep going back to Kane, where it's it's the ability to infuse that experience, that confidence, that swag with the rest of the team. There's so many guys on this roster – and Dylan Larkin, one of them, where we keep thinking we want them to take that step. We want them to be here. He's a local kid. He's playing well this year. We want them to experience this. Lucas Raymond, Mo Sider, all of these guys, but they have no experience doing it. Right. When Kane comes out and says we can beat anybody in a seven-game series, you believe him. If Larkin comes out and says we can beat anybody in a seven-game series, we go, how the hell would you yeah, know? Based with all, on with all, what? Yeah, come on. Comfer has won a cup, but he's not you know, a front-line guy. Kane's a front-line guy who yeah. can say it, and people believe it. You talk about instilling a belief. He says it, you believe it, and then he delivers on it, and it just keeps building. Uh, a couple callers have brought up Chris Chelios. Did you have any issue? I think he was just playing to the crowd in Chicago. He's in a weird spot. He played here longer, had more success here, but we're not retiring his number. They are. Right, and he was going to play to the crowd, know your audience. He did exactly that. Read the room. And he, he read the room, and he played it perfectly. said, don't spoil this for me, Patrick. Oops. Yeah. Oops. Kane had other ideas. Here's Heather with the news. 
Well, former NFL star Richard Sherman was arrested in Washington Saturday morning on suspicion of driving under the influence. So a trooper who responded to the traffic stop said that he noticed the odor of intoxicants while he was talking to Sherman. And he said that his eyes were bloodshot and watery. Um, Sherman did reportedly tell troopers that he had two margaritas when they asked him if he had anything to drink. He also, I read in one article, refused to take a breathalyzer, but did agree to other other tests. I'm yeah. guessing just a sobriety, sobriety test. Yeah. Um, so he's expected to be in court today. Mm. Yeah. A lot of chances he gets. Yeah, he. This is not not his, his first brush with the law. No, it's not. And it sounds like he's still on like a probation or um, whatever you want to call it from his last arrest, which when he was attacked his wife's parents' house. Yes, and and other things. So he that could play into what yeah. happens with this as well. A woman was arrested last week after she caused quite the scene at a Kroger in Ypsilanti. Oh, yes. This woman walked into the store and started swinging around a machete. Oh, machete. Yes. In the liquor section. Um, nobody was injured. Um, the woman was taken into custody without any incident. Um, police say that she was experiencing a mental health crisis. Sounds like it. When somebody's whipping around a machete, I'm guessing you are suffering a mental health crisis. And uh, she did not attack anyone. Yeah, that's and, good. Yeah, well, it was great. She was not injured. Nobody was injured. I don't know if any alcohol was damaged, sliced or, open, right, yeah. Or, yeah. or broken or not. But yeah, it's so, always interesting when people choose a machete. Always, it's always it's like Rambo. Where do you get a machete? Well, Rambo well, used a big knife. I know. Well, machete's a big knife. It's it's more of an axe. Ish. Yeah, I mean, yeah, what, nah, it's, it's kind it's of a combination. Blade. It's a cross yeah. between. Yeah. yeah, it's a cross between. Yeah, it's a little hybrid. Yeah, exactly. Um, John, this is an article maybe you can weigh in on way more than me anyway, and probably more than Jim, but we'll see. So Michigan is debating whether or not to shorten coyote hunting oh, season yeah. by three months. I didn't even realize there was a hunting season for coyotes, but oh, there yeah, is. It's, it's fun. It's year round right now. Currently, yes. you can hunt coyotes year round, but the state natural resource commission is discussing reducing that by three months, starting mid April, when their pups are still in the den. It basically that's what it comes around to. You is, don't want to shoot pups. mommy with the babies around, right? What they're saying is, and there, there's yeah. there's data that shows that the coyote harvest and the number of coyotes harvested per year per hunter isn't really going to be impacted by changing this right. to eight months. I know. So there's a lot of different ways you can do it. Um, And I don't really have an opinion on this. I I don't think it matters whether they shut it down or not, like the the article is talking about and the science says, um, but it's a heck of a lot of fun. And Heather, I I, I think both of you. What do you do with the coyote? You eat the coyote? Um, Well, you can pelt it. Um, But it's when you have, uh, when you have the... The, the what you do to draw them in like there's you can use electric um, oh. calls and it's like a it's a dying rabbit or oh. a dying animal like that one will make you pull your own hair out what about oh. the smelly jelly you were talking smelly about smelly jelly no that's just for fishing <laughs> okay for that's fishing. for fishing yes. um i don't know if you watched snl over the weekend but comedian podcaster and formerly fired snl writer shane gillis did host the show over the weekend and during his opening monologue he did address being fired from the show and he also um used some i guess you could say politically incorrect terms for 2024 Mm -hmm. and there are a lot of reports that are saying that he bombed during his opening monologue but there's other reports that are saying no no he got laughs during the entire seven minutes he was on stage so here is just a part of what he said 
Comedy is uh, subjective, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, it was. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, it didn't make me laugh right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Me neither. You know. Yeah, I feel like he's more. I don't think he's as divisive as the internet makes him out to be. He yeah. uses words that people are uncomfortable with, but like for the most part, I don't think it's mean spirited or malicious or anything. No, not not the clip I just no, heard. Well, I, I didn't yeah. watch did the whole watch? monologue, okay, so yeah. I didn't see everything. No. Um, well, guys, according to some celebrity gossip sites, you know, those are always accurate. Oh, yeah. uh, Taylor Swift yeah. has reportedly banned Travis Kelsey from going to strip clubs, and she also gave him $500,000 as um, uh, an upgrade to change his wardrobe. Basically, here's the money. I don't like what you're wearing. Go buy some new Is it clothes. kind of insulting? Yeah, a little um... bit. Uh, Clean your act up. If you're going to be seen with me out and about, trust me, my my wardrobe after I met my wife <laughs> changed, and it was changed for the better. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm all I, I have no problem with that. Take the help when you can get it. Yeah. yeah. All uh, right. That's that's Heather with the news. It's ninety-seven-one. Ninety-seven-one. Good morning. We'll check in with Lions general manager Brad Holmes. 848. Slow start at the combine today. We'll check in with the Lions GM in 15 minutes. Slight reschedule. It happens. Yeah, that's okay. But uh, it'll be great to to get up with him and see what uh what his thoughts are and and I'm curious. I'll ask him this one. Yeah. He mentioned, you know, the, the the 2020 season, not having the combine and just being able to evaluate on football. He liked it better. Yeah, I, which I do too. I think there's a lot of different ways, there are a lot of reasons you could get rid of the the combine. Now the, the NFL has made it a, it, it, they've made it a television event. They're selling advertising for it. People are going to tune in. It's a, it's a way for the NFL to stay in the headlines. So it's not going anywhere. Nope. But how does he marry those two concepts of, I like to being able to just evaluate off the film versus now going to the combine a couple of years in a row now, how, you know, how does he marry those two? Is it, is it simply just an obligation that they're going to the combine? A lot to ask him. 15 minutes. You mentioned headlines. Cody Bellinger, a name, one of the few big name unsigned baseball players signed this weekend. Yep. Three-year deal. $80 million to the Cubs. That's the headline. A little deeper. Not really a three-year deal. It's a series of one-year deals with opt-outs, opt-ins, however you want to look at it. $30 million the first year, $30 million the second year, $20 million in year three, which means if you're playing well, there's no way you're opting in for less money in year three. It's, in theory, for a good right. baseball player, a two-year $60 million deal, shorter term, flexibility. Is this not the type of deal that the Tigers should have been open to? Uh, yeah, I, yes. Um, it's the deal that I wanted them to try and make. Now, if they offered this contract to Cody Bellinger, we have no idea. And we don't know that it would have been guaranteed that he would have taken this, even if it was more. Maybe he wanted to stay in Chicago. Maybe right. there's something he likes about it there and the fact that he did have a good year last year. But this is the type of contract that frustrates you because the Tigers – need they still need more it's not like they're a playoff team as a sure thing they need more and especially where Cody Bellinger plays 
which, what which he is everywhere. Him. Which, yeah. which is everywhere. Can't yeah, be, be everywhere. Yeah, but I mean, center field is is where he really gives you the value because if you have a center fielder who can hit bombs the way Bellinger does, you like it. But he can play the corners. He can play first. You can always DH him. You can find at bats. The idea that they don't have the at bats is wrong. They may not want to give up the young at bats, but that's not the same thing as not having available at bats for a team. I mean, we see what the, the Red Wings did by adding quality, proven veterans, plural. Not just Mark Canna and see what happens, but hey, let's go Confer and to bring it and bring in Kane. And clearly, the Red Wings are a more attractive place to be than the Tigers are currently. But money goes a long way. And while they didn't get Bellinger, I do wonder with the other bats out there. JD Martinez sure feels like he's going to sign a one-year deal. Yeah. And Chapman, Matt Chapman, does he end up signing something that's a two? with some options or a one with some options for a second season. There still are bats out there. I think he may Bellinger would have likely picked the Cubs, even if the Tigers were in on it. But I want to see those conversations happening where they do look to upgrade this team. Well, and, and here's the other thing, just like we're talking about Patrick Kane and how he has changed the mentality and been able to help some of the younger players, more inexperienced players in terms of postseason play with the Detroit Red Wings. Can you imagine if, if let's just say Bellinger, they put him at left field because you want to have Parker Meadows play center. You mm-hmm. want to see what you have. All of a sudden, you know, you got Riley Green and right. Now you've got a guy out in the outfield that can help both of those guys, not only in the field, but at the plate. And then there's just so many different things that he could have brought to this team, let alone just him playing him and being himself. Yeah, well, then you're squeezing Canna, but the, the, the oh, but I know, okay. I know, I, I know, John. I'm just telling you what people will say, and I don't give a damn. I want to get as many good players on this team as possible and figure it out. It'd be a good problem to have if they had five quality outfield bats and they had to rotate them and DH them and play the matchups. You can still do all those things. But the idea that, like, well, Bellinger just wasn't in the cards, it's a short-term deal. How the hell is it in the cards if it's a short-term deal? So you, you mentioned something there. You're, you're, you're squeezing out Canna. 35-year-old, one-year deal. Right, $11 bucks on the one year. Okay. So you find different ways to – I mean, he can if, – if Torque needs a break at first base, he plays there. Mm-hmm. There's a number of different places that you can play Mark Canna. Uh, it, it, hey, Gary Carpenter, he's your DH. Every once in a while, you put Mark Canna there. Like mm-hmm. there are there are different ways to get production out of him. Maybe even more production because he is thirty five versus Cody Bellinger, who you would much rather be playing on a regular basis. Saw a report that uh, J D Martinez had turned down one year fourteen million dollars from the Giants. Uh, Listener sent it. Why would why would the Tigers get him? Because they'd offer more. Like a texter says, they're not a destination team. Well, you're considerably below average payroll. Throw J D an extra two million. Make it one year 16, one year 17, one year 18. What the hell different? I mean, you're below average payroll. You're lower than last year's payroll. The idea that you want to be better than last year and finish not second but first in the division would seem to be incentive to me because, John, you know, like we're seeing with the Red Wings or we saw with the Lions, winning puts butts in seats. Winning means, oh, I got I to gotta buy a jersey. Oh, I got to get a little magnet. Oh, I want to get a little keychain. Get your car flag. Get your car flag. What are, what are those lions that the chains that everybody has that, that yeah. you can sell merch if you win you'll get more eyeballs consuming you bigger media deals like the idea that spending money to make this team better this season would be a poor use of I, I I disagree I think Tiger fans are the same fans who were hungry for the wings that were hungry for the lions that want to see the party go into the summertime and there's plenty of at bats to go around 
That, yeah. that, that to me is not a reason not to go and at least kick the tires on a Bellinger or a Chapman or a Martinez. Like you've got to be able to at least kick the tires on it because if you could bring one of them in, again, it's about experience. Do you think Mark Canna had, carries the same weight when he is talking to Parker Meadows, when he's talking to Riley Green, uh, you know, Kerry Carpenter? Like, does he carry the same weight when he says something versus Bellinger or J.D. Martinez? Texter, this is an interesting way of looking at it. it says, if the Tigers were in a race for contention, Bellinger is the exact type of bat at the deadline we'd be moving prospects for. Why not do it now if the goal is to win now? See, you have hit on something in that ticket text, unnamed texter. I don't want to say the goal isn't to win, but the primary goal is for young players to get 500 to 600 at-bats. I think that is obvious. They would like to win along the way, but the primary goal, whether they win or lose, is they need Colt Keith to get at-bats. Eventually, Jay Young needs to get at-bats. Parker Meadows needs to get at-bats. Winning is secondary to those guys getting at-bats. That is the message I took out of this offseason. Winning is nice, and if they win, it will be fun, but it is not the primary goal. They're not tanking. This isn't early uh, in a rebuild, but their priority is much more about young player development than it is closing the gap on the Twins in the Central. 248-539-9797. Texter says, I gladly would spend 25 bucks for a beer if we had Shohei Otane. Same with Bellinger. Make the effort. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, too, is if you're going to go down there and spend a bunch of money, You've got to. You, why would you want to do that? You want to be able to see something fun, and 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 at different nights. Okay, yeah, it's watching Spencer Torkelson, that's going to be fun. Riley Green, that should be fun. Colt Keith, as he continues to develop, that should be fun. There is a trend uh, on TikTok in the last year called Girl Math, and it was like justifying ways to spend money. I was at the Red Wing game, and we went couple drinks, couple drinks, couple drinks. Sports math. When I'm at the game and I'm having a good time, an extra drink doesn't hurt. Right. I mean, it still costs money. you got to pay for it later. But when the team's good, people won't bat an eye at some of the prices to park and go to games and buy a drink and buy peanuts yeah. and buy a hot dog because they're seeing a team that can win 90, 95 games. And that doesn't happen overnight, but it also happens when you sign people and pay people and take it seriously to chase those goals. Well, and you're, and you're having fun. Yeah. You mentioned that, you know, the ability to have fun and all of a sudden, hey, maybe you, you order one more beer than you would. Because you're having fun. That's what happens when you're when you're out with friends. Yep. You're having fun. You're like, ah, okay, one more is not going to hurt. <laughs> leads to a leads to a long night and a long morning. It was an afternoon game, John. We had time to walk it off. We'll be joined by uh, Lions general manager Brad Holmes. Get some of his thoughts as the Lions have a big off season. NFL Combine kicks off this week. It's coming up next. Costa and Jansen with Heather, ninety-seven-one. Hey, it's Heather, and with the cold Michigan winters, I'm always looking for activities to keep me and my family moving indoors. And after joining the YMCA of Metro Detroit, I am loving what the Y offers with its family memberships, including access to indoor pools, open gym, group exercise, and free child watch while you work out. You also get youth sports and discounts on summer camps, all for less than $3 a day, and that's less than one night of babysitting. And if you join now, you get 50% off your first month. Learn more at ymcadetroit.org and find what moves you. Find your why today. Busy Monday, 97-1. We got Red Wing wins, plural, over the weekend, home and road on a back-to-back. College hoops heating up, at least in theory, not for either of our teams. Michigan, Michigan State struggling over the weekend. 
248-539-9797. We got court storming, a big headline we want to get into a little bit in the 9 o'clock hour, mix in some of that as we roll on the show. Yeah, I mean, we're obviously talking about the the Tigers right now, hoping to get Brad Holmes here pretty soon. He's going to be down at the Combine. That's going to fire up this week. We've got increase in salary cap. We've got the Combine. We've got free agency. The league year starting up in about, what, two and a half weeks. I mean, it's an exciting time in Detroit, especially now that we're a big story today. A big story at this time of year is you going down to the LCA, posting that picture, and then (laughs) having it pay off. The fact that this is a Lions team that made a great push in the playoffs, and now we've got a Red Wings team that we're turning our attention to that is making that same playoff push. Yeah, it's the the baton, the passing from football season to hockey season, and, you know, we're excited. But football season is always, always here. Always here. We've got Brad Holmes, Lions general manager, uh, set to join us. They're calling him CVS because he's got receipts that go for days. Uh, he's joining us from day one of the NFL Combine. Brad, good morning. Morning, guys. How you doing? Good. Good, good. To, good to check in with you. Combine kicking off today. I know last year you, you said, uh, what, 14 players with first-round grades. As you assess this year, is this a better class, strengths, weaknesses? Where are you at? Yeah, uh, well, first of all, I heard the CVS remark, and I've kind of been more of a Walgreens guy than CVS, (laughs) but I did appreciate the lines. Uh, No, uh, I I think it's kind of premature right now before – that is a lot of work. Like, when you say – when you hear that number of we had 14 guys in the first round and all that, that that is so much work to get down to that point. So it's very uh, premature and preliminary right now. We've done a lot of work up to this point, and we feel really good good heading into the combine uh but you know it's 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 a little bit too early in terms of uh knowing really the true strength of the class in terms of comparison to last year probably about another when we get deeper into march probably have a little more clarity on that i I'm, i'm curious your take on this because you mentioned that in 2020 it was just being able to evaluate the film and football players because there was no combine now mm-hmm. you guys are down there, and how much does the combine play into the evaluation process? A lot of the guys that are there has have good film. There are major college football programs playing against other guys that are going to be drafted as well. So the evaluation to me seems to be more of film-based. How do you marry what you're going to see down there in Indianapolis with what you see on film? Yeah, that's a good question. I've always thought that the combine is more uh, confirmation for uh, for the metrics and measurables and you know times and their results in terms of the on field evaluation, uh, I, I would say I get more out of the combine in terms of uh, in terms of the evaluation is just the uh, another piece of the intangible process in terms of with, with the interviews and how how they are and how they're interacting and you know how the interviews go down. I, I kind of get more out of that and then the results of. You know, if you think a guy's fast on film, you know, if a guy runs a fast 40 time, okay, it's confirmed. Uh, if you think the guy is not fast on film, he runs a fast 40 time, then it's like, oh, well, we need to go back and do a little more work and see. And, you know, you might discover, oh, well, you know, he ran track 
his whole life. So he just he's always been a good track runner, but it just never really showed. You know, so mm-hmm. it's just um, it's just pieces of information that uses to, to confirm, or um, if you need to go back and look at a little bit more film. But you're right what you said at the outset that it's always going to be based more so on film uh, versus you know what they actually do when they're not playing football. John's pumped. You got a good question, uh, Brad. I want to see if this one's any good. You seem to be a best player available guy in the draft, much to the chagrin of the armchair GMs over here. D- does that still hold true, though, as as your needs narrow, right? I mean, in theory, the team's better. You don't need as much. Is that any bit of a, the, the dance that you have to play now? Yeah, you know, every that's that's the beauty of the draft. You know, it's, it's 32 different, you know, uh, if you want to call them draft boards, there's 32 different organizations. There's people that need a quarterback they might not need a you know what i mean so it's it's that that plays there's um i i've always felt that you know um when you see a really good player that can help your football team you know then that's you know you want to go there i've always thought that from a need standpoint um you you have i felt more comfortable with that in free agency and i've i made it known about you know depth charts in in draft rooms and uh, but the depth chart for you know uh, free agency, I think that you can have a lot of comfort there. But you know, um, but I, I get the whole. You, you look at like let's call it mock drafts, or that you mentioned the armchair uh, GMs. Right now, mock drafts are need-based mock drafts that are rooted in recency bias. Right, right now, you know, like this is what. The Lions need. This is what someone needs. So they should draft this player here because he plays a position that they need. And um, I, 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 I'm not. I don't really agree with that when it comes to the draft. But I think in free agency you can kind of uh, rely on more need. But I think in the draft, man, there's only a subset of just true cornerstone players that you can identify. And if you pass those players over just because you're trying to fill a need, um, I think you're self in trouble. Well, I, I think it's interesting, too, because you, you talk about needs and, and all of those mocks after the start of free agency, they'll all change because all the needs seem to change at that <laughs> right. point. No right. kidding. And when and, and we heard your exit interview um, in regards to free agency and your, your concept of draft, develop, and extend, but now that we all have seen, and maybe you guys had a heads up on this in terms of how much the salary cap went up, does that change your philosophy? It, does it change how you approach this year's free agency, knowing that you, along with everybody else, is going to have a few more dollars available? Yeah, um, I, I, I'd say I think the best way to say it is that um, you have to keep it in perspective and you have to keep it in mind. And does it open up a possibility of, you know, you may be able to do something that you did not think you were going to be able to do beforehand. So when you're budgeting in advance for free agency, and especially when you're looking past, you know, you probably have a good decision on your what you want to do internally with your own players uh, in terms of re-signs and extensions and all that kind of stuff. But when you look externally, um, which I think that's where you got to be the most careful when you go externally, is you might want to open up and you want to externally say, you know, we get get another deaf player here uh, on external ad, or do you want to just say, well, we had these handful of players that we were looking to add from uh, an external standpoint. Um, you know now that we have this much more available, then maybe we can get, you know, a bigger 
fish. Um, so it's just it's a lot of different ways you can slice it, but uh, you just got to be mindful of it, keep it in perspective. And uh, but I don't think you could, you just scrap your plans though. Well, I mean, with cap space, everybody goes up for everybody, but you guys are among. You know, the teams with the most space. So, you know, and you were talking to the fans at your last press conference and maybe clarify, are you guys targeting some of the bigger fish? Doesn't mean you're going to get them, but is that the plan given the cap space to target some of the bigger fish? Yeah, I, and that's that's very relative in terms of, you know, what what, what is a bigger fish? Um, you know, uh, we, we've we've kind of we've kind of kept it pretty strategic and selective in terms of the resources that, that we we've had, but it's very subjective of what, you know, you, you deem a bigger fish. I, I think I have an idea because um, it's, it's the quote unquote name. Uh, but again, it, it, it's going to be the, it's going to be the same. It's going to be the same approach that we, we, we've always had because I know it's, it's, I think I said in that press conference, it's easy to win the headline. It's easy to win March. It's e- like that. That's easy to win, but man, we're trying to win December, you know, and, and that, that's, those are two different uh, perspectives and, and that's how you got to plan. And I think that's how you have to approach it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's subjective. I could give you names. I don't think you would tell me if you're in on Daniel Hunter <laughs> or Chris Jones or, Hey, you know, the Dallas, I, I, I've got to phrase it in a way to give you a chance to play with us here with it. But yeah, I mean, people are excited about where you guys are at. And of course, everybody wants to see a player they think can take this team over the hump. I mean, do you feel that I don't want to call it pressure. I mean, but do you feel that the, there's a, urgency to hey let's close the the gap and win the super bowl yeah the, the reason why i'm i'm more no i don't i don't feel a, a, a pressure or urgency like what i said last all season i said we just want to take any steps backwards we want to keep improving and we're going to take the same approach we don't want we're not going to take any steps backwards we're going to keep improving um and what, what we've done so far is that's what's been working and We'll um, adjust the different circumstances when needed, but the overall approach um, that that's that's not that's not changing. So um, you know, um, we just gotta and look. You gotta say, I'm I'm not a big believer in the I, when you really look deeply into the one player away. You know, like when you look into that narrative, oh, there's one guy away. The one that's really not realistic because what you're saying is. That one player, you, you might sign that one player uh, in March, and it, that one player looks good in black and white on a depth chart in March and April, you know, and all through the summer. What if that one player is not available in October, in November, in de- December? Or what if you're saying one player, well, you're saying one player on top of all the other players you already have. So what if that one player is available in October, in November, December, but all the other players are not? So I, I, that's why I think you got to be a little careful about the, man, we just got to take that, that, that one player. No, I, I, I don't really, I'm not a big believer in that. So it's a quarterback-driven league, and we know that that yeah. one player is Jared Goff for you guys right now. How important is it, or where are you guys at in terms of the decision, but also maybe in the conversation of, hey, we don't want him to get into his last year. We want to extend him versus having to use the franchise tag in another year. Is this something that is a priority for you guys to extend Jared Goff? 
Yeah, obviously, Jared did a great job. Uh, and we do, uh, collectively as an organization, we do have a sense of the direction that we want to go and proceed with Jared and, 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 and other players um, that, that are eligible for those discussions. But out of respect to the player, uh, out of respect of our process, we just kind of keep those conversations uh, in, internally. And once we have updates, we'll definitely make sure you guys know. Michael Badgley signed. Is that a position that you guys feel comfortable with with him as the kicker? Uh, yeah, you know, uh, Badgley, uh, you know, he's done a nice job. He's he's been he's been clutch. He's throughout his career. He's you know he's done what we've needed to do. So he's been good. Now you know, um, with all positions, there there'll be competition, um, and Bad Badgley understands that. He knows there'll be competition. Um, but right now, um, I understand that you know he did a nice job. He signed, but he's still gonna have competition. Uh, and Brad, when we all know that you're on right now because you're down in Indianapolis talking about the, the combine, the, the draft is, is going to be here in Detroit. We're excited about that. But you're no top 10 pick. You're not picking. Uh, obviously, you've earned the right to be able to pick later in the draft, 29, and, and same thing in the second and third rounds. How much more of a challenge is it to find impact players, guys that you want to fill some holes with when you're drafting later and later? Yeah, I will say I I, um, I felt comfort in that, and I have a lot of comfort in um, n- not only picking later, uh, maybe not even having a first-round pick, um, you know, back in my tenure with the Rams. So, um, and it's actually, it's, it's, I, I find more excitement in it. I, I just, I feel when you're looking at the top 10, I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to mess up, in, in my opinion. You know, um, it's the, you got really good players, and you're trying to decide, you know, between you know Turks and Caicos and Grand Cayman. You know, um, you're probably not going to be mad at either one, but um, but I think it's it's a lot more excitement when you're back there on the back end because you know you, you, you got to deep dive it a lot more. You got to really heavily scrutinize it, and it's a lot of fun and. Um, you know, back my time with the Rams, we found a lot of good players uh, in, in those rounds, you know, not, not even in the first round, but, you know, on, on day two. And I think we've proved that, that we can do that here as well. So, um, so I don't, I don't have any, um, I don't have any uh, angst about not having that, that, that high pick. I'm actually excited. Lions general manager, Brad Holmes. We appreciate some of your time, Brad. We'll catch up uh, before the draft. All right. All right, guys. Thanks for having me. Right. Yep. Thanks, Brad. Villar with the update next, 97.1.